Pride is a funny word. I usually associate it with something like a sense of satisfaction from an accomplishment or a shared sense of um, achievement, like for a loved one, family member who does something extraordinary, reaches a certain height of uh, status. But it's also used in a different way, like this opposite of shame. And I think that's where the term Pride Month comes from. Gay pride is this phenomenon that began in 1969, 1970, uh, along with the free love movement and the civil rights movements during this entire 60s revolution era. Uh, quick history lesson, there was a bar in New York City called the Stonewall Inn. And at the time, throughout the 60s, 50s, and, you know, whole first half of the 20th century, 19th century, 18th century, homosexuality was this sinful aberration, this shameful thing that the percentage of population that was and still is gay, somewhere between 5 and 10%, they had to hide this, right? They had to participate in normal life, get married, have children, but then subvert that sexual energy that they always felt into more clandestine, secretive domains like bathhouses, cruising parks, bathroom stalls. And this entire underbelly developed around this kind of seedy, uh, perverse sexuality. It was considered quite perverted compared to mainstream heteronormative sexuality, of course. And there was much shame felt then because coming out of the closet was this incredible burden to recognize that within yourself are these desires that society deems inappropriate. And I think we can all sympathize with that now as society has become enlightened. We kind of take for granted that homosexuality is now this very normalized, acceptable form of love which of course I'm on board with. I've fought my whole life for gay rights, growing up with very dear gay friends, and of course recognizing that their form of love is not a threat to society. This, come, this is a very conservative view that somehow uh, sex between men will subvert the entire world in some way, like we'll stop having kids, whatever it is. In any case, since that Stonewall uprising in 1969, gay pride parades have commemorated that event in June of every year subsequently. I've been to a lot of these events growing up in Northern California, partying in San Francisco with my friends uh, and around the world. You know, there are these surrogate parties to this day that celebrate uh, gay and queer culture. This is all well and good. I'm absolutely fine with it. Uh, the concept of a Pride Month is similar to the concept of a Black History Month or a Women's Month. Whenever uh, an entire group of people have felt marginalized or somehow uh, persecuted, uh, it makes sense that society kind of honors this shameful period of history in some way, right? It's all well and good. I think it's probably 
unnecessary, but I recognize my bias there. I'm privileged enough to have grown up taking these things for granted, ultimately, and that we are progressing as a society. Uh, we are, like, progress is running its course, and to this day, it is always a better day to be alive for almost every single person than it was in, in the past. Gay pride and the gay rights movement has made a, a tremendous progress in legalizing gay marriage, for instance, um, which Obama signed into law during his tenure, uh, 2015, I want to say. And it's great. In a way, the fight's over. Uh, from what I can see, especially in the big cities I, I live in and frequent, this is a done deal. Prejudice against homosexuality is gone. And it's so done that we now have the biggest, most mainstream corporations and institutions throwing their support behind something that was once so dangerous. The gay flag, that rainbow flag image, is now littered everywhere you look throughout the month of June every year. And I find it a little silly, to be honest. I think this is a form of woke capitalism that needs to be analyzed and picked apart. And forgive me if I come across as cynical in this dissection, but frankly, I think it is quite ridiculous that McDonald's, that GE, that the biggest companies in the world feign their woke credentials by simply inserting this rainbow pattern into their logos. What do you guys think? Does this make you happy or are you perhaps rolling your eyes a bit at this too? Woke capitalism, what is that? Well, capitalism uh, should be easy enough to understand. This is the economic paradigm that we mostly live within. Uh, we really lived in mixed economies. The government subsidizes plenty of things, especially public goods like roads and services, as well as bank bailouts and other things. But essentially, we live in a market where private entities compete for consumer attention, money, and purchases. And to be woke means to essentially supposedly have your eyes opened to the truth, to seeing the uh, light at the end of the tunnel, perhaps, to imagine a world without any friction where everybody just gets along and we all live in peace and harmony and paradise, essentially. I'm skeptical of this word, if I'm honest. I've made no secret that I'm essentially anti-woke. I'm not anti anything I've just said, but the way that woke culture has manifested itself in 2020, 2019, 2021 now, in recent memory, to be woke now is to essentially actively and loudly and without solicitation proclaim your leftist politics and to judge harshly and with no mercy anyone that disagrees with you. That's essentially what, how I see it. Now, this is a, a very new idea. It's a kind of slippery word, so we can continue picking that apart. But essentially what woke capitalism is, is when a business of any sort 
signals its leftist virtue in search of leftist money. When McDonald's posts on its Twitter account that it stands with its LGBT community customers, I read that as this is a market to exploit. There are enough people in this community that can buy McDonald's and we can profit off of that. And there are enough people tangential to that group of people, people like me, quote, allies for the fight of gay equality, so to speak, that when I see that, I think, what a great brand that is. I'm going to continue shopping there. This is woke capitalism. And I've gotten into discussions online with friends and acquaintances about this idea that we want our businesses to represent our values. So why do we do that? Do we really care? I would argue, no. Why does it matter what McDonald's thinks about homosexuality? Why does it matter what a major global corporation thinks of gay sex? It's irrelevant to hamburgers. I would be much more appreciative if McDonald's talked about the factory farming, big agriculture industry. I would be much more concerned with fair workers' wages. I'd be much more concerned with the manufacturing and health of the ingredients in their food and the uh, profit margins that they pass on in terms of savings to its customers. These are things relevant to a fast food restaurant. What's not relevant is what people do in their bedrooms to express sexual desire. And this is what's so funny to me as well about woke capitalism and pride these days. Essentially what's happened since Stonewall in 1969 is the sanitization of that seedy underbelly that once existed in the gay community. This used to be a dangerous, rather exciting place that men and adolescents would grow into. They would seek out gratification in sometimes dangerous but often exciting ways. And someone like me, who is also adventurous and open-minded for interesting experiences, enjoys, if I'm honest, uh, my proximity to that community, the current gay party scene, the fact that gays have traditionally begun gentrification of dangerous neighborhoods and made them cool. Gay culture is on the forefront always of fun, party, interesting culture. And that has become sanitized. Now, gay culture is just a mirror image of straight culture, heteronormative, but now instead of a bride, it's just another tuxedo-dressed, well-groomed husband. Now, this is good and bad. This is good because, of course, of course, as I proclaimed throughout the 90s and 2000s, everyone should have every option. That is what equal equality of opportunity is. If you are a straight-laced person that happens to enjoy homosexual sexual intercourse, you should be allowed to have that kind of domesticated uh, 
family lifestyle, just like everybody else. And I'm very happy that that is available to more and more people around the world. But we've lost something. There is no longer this edge to gay culture. Not exactly. Now, I'm sure most of us won't lose sleep over this. I think, by and large, this normalization of homosexuality is a good thing. But I personally think that that edge was interesting. And I think anyone on the fringes of society, anyone into counterculture can appreciate that. Punk rock, camp, aesthetic. These kind of things have value beyond normal mainstream life, cookie cutter, heteronormative life. Those things are, are disappearing. Having said that, I think it's fine that Pride Month forcibly announces to the world that homosexuality is a legit form of love that deserves equal rights under the law, equal visitation in hospital rights, equal inheritance rights, things that are protected within the institution of marriage, this once antiquated, old-fashioned idea, is being updated. And I think that's a, ultimately a good thing, and I think it needs to be spread more and more around the world. I think people forget that as Americans and as Westerners, we still are imperialist in our ideas. I think most of us want gay kids in the Middle East, gay kids in Northern and Sub-Saharan Africa, gay kids in Southeast and East Asia and the, the Indian subcontinent to come out and be safe, to have pride where there was once shame. This is still not really protected around the world totally. And it would be great if it was. Now, the way we do that somehow right now is through this woke capitalism. We signal our virtue. This is a virtue signal. Let's pick that apart. Virtue signaling is an, a cynical phrase uh, to describe this phenomenon within woke culture, also maybe called critical theory, uh, that we loudly proclaim our politics whenever and wherever possible. We, link, we put our uh, pronouns in our bio. We put the black fist emoji maybe in our bio. We, we call ourselves allies. We wear shirts. We have that really annoying sign that I'm so sick of these days. In this household, we believe that science is real, that women's rights are human rights, like all that stuff. These are virtue signals. Whenever you're at a party and you just wedge in, oh, I just read the latest news and this is how I feel, like this is a signaling of virtue. Now, it's good to be virtuous, but the signaling, I think, is nauseating, personally. Okay, so we have corporations signaling their virtue by being woke. And ultimately, I think this is stupid. Because a corporation like Coca-Cola or McDonald's or, you know, your local cable provider or some whatever... They are still practicing plenty of negative things within their industry. It's not like they've cleaned up and they're virtuous across the board. Every company 
will have to cut corners in order to make a profit, generally speaking. Some of those corners are immoral, like polluting the air and the water that we drink. Some of those corners are gray areas, like what counts as a living wage? How much should people, uh, how much should we expect businesses to pay for uh, people's lifestyles, essentially? But fundamentally, <laughs> I see no real through line between homosexual sex and any of these companies. <laughs> and I just think it's really silly, you know? As the gay pride parades have evolved, they've also become more sanitized. They used to celebrate kink. They used to celebrate daddy, uh, you know, bear culture. Um, they used to celebrate um, bondage and fetish communities. And they've since become more cleaned up. Now, I don't know if this is good or bad. I've made my point clear about that, how I feel personally, but as we uh, introduce this idea to more and more people and more and more young people, children perhaps, maybe it should be a little cleaned up. That's neither here nor there, that's a separate conversation. Um, but fundamentally speaking, I think we forget <laughs> that to be gay means to have intercourse with another man or you know, if you're a woman with another woman. It's fundamentally a sexual identity. And I think it's just hilarious that this is something that we're just like ignoring and we're just pretending through this whitewashing of capitalist advertising that to be gay just means hugging and going to brunch and wearing nice sweaters. That's what America makes being gay look like now. And I think that that's really laughable personally because frankly, that's not what makes someone gay. What makes someone gay is what they do sexually. Homosexuality isn't impacting anyone's daily life at all because it's a sexual proclivity. Trans issues do impact other people. They impact athletes. They impact people in dressing rooms and spas, as is currently in the news. There's now a spa that, um, you know, a pre-op trans woman has been sharing the... Uh, the locker room nude with cis women and her dick is flapping around and women are kind of expectedly bothered by it. Does this make them transphobic? It's a tricky conversation. It's not what I'm here to talk about, but I think it's funny that that's lumped in with this idea of the rainbow flag and the LGBTQ community. I've made a point about this before. I don't think that this community is a real thing. I think it's an awkward shorthand, politically speaking, for a very diverse uh, set of fights and rights. I think fundamentally speaking, rights have to be thought of in terms of access. So we have rights to marriage, which is access to get married no matter who you are. We have right to use a bathroom, access to toilets. These things are specific regardless of your identity. Gay rights aren't a real thing. Uh, insofar as the gay rights movement was a thing, it was about visibility and about coming out of the closet and replacing what was so shameful with something like pride, or more accurately, in my opinion, acceptance. 
tolerance was also a word thrown out, which I thought was always awkward. It's not that I want to tolerate my gay neighbor. I want to accept them as a person whose proclivities have nothing to do with me. They don't affect me at all. I can't really say the same about pedophiles. If I'm a father, I might be concerned about that, for instance. So, yeah, what are we doing when we celebrate Pride Month? And what are companies doing when they put in their windows, we stand with our gay and lesbian and bisexual and trans and queer neighbors? What are we, what, what's going on there? And I'm just a little confused when I hear friends of mine declare how happy they are when they walk down their street in their, on their main street in their city, how happy they are when they see this kind of signage. Why? Why are you happy about that? What's wrong with not having that? Do you think that so many people still are against gay marriage? And if they are, who cares? They've lost. We have gay marriage in America. Maybe in a place like Iran, that would be a really nice thing to see, a very radical, bold thing to see. Because in most Islamic communities, homosexuality is punishable with stoning, for instance. So what are we doing when we identify with a shop and go into a pet store just because it has this signage on its window? What does man-on-man -man anal sex have to do with dog food? What the hell does, what, where's the correlation there? You're happy that the vendor selling your dog food shares your politics? Are you sure about that? Do you think they share your ideas about everything? Do they have to, really? If I'm shopping for dog food, I care about the quality of the food. I want my dog to feel healthy about it. I want my dog to not get sick from it. I want the shopping experience to be pleasant. I want a nice room in which the food is stored. Or I want it sent to my door directly. I want a quality product at an affordable price. And if we're gonna signal virtue, signal it in the production of the food, the manufacturing facilities, the way the workers are treated. I don't care about your opinion on abortion or gun rights or homosexuality. These are irrelevant to my shopping experience. Now, of course, I would love it if more and more people shared my values, <laughs> obviously. We all want that. But this is what divides us as a nation, <laughs> as, a, as a planet. Like, obviously, we all want to just agree on everything. We don't do that. There are different politics. There is a reason why some people are against abortion. They see it as murder. There's a reason why people are against homosexuality. They see it as a sin. Now, maybe they're wrong. I think they are. I agree. I think they're wrong. But I respect that people have differences. A society, a civilization, is founded on being civil with each other. I would rather a sign in a window say, no matter who you are, you're accepted to shop here. That's what I want to see. Even if you're a bigot, even if, you're, even if you hate gay people, you can shop here. Frankly, that's love. Saying what has become 
the default most predictable position on this topic is not interesting. It is obvious. No one out there is on the other side of this issue. There might be some brands like, I don't know, Chick-fil-A comes to mind because I know that that ownership is Christian conservative and they were against abortion, which made all the Christians flock to that brand. Maybe they don't post the rainbow flag on their social media. I don't know. But if I want a chicken sandwich, I don't really care. If I'm honest, what does it have to do with anything? You know, what does it have to do with anything? I don't fully understand this idea of participating, uh, of making everything political. Chicken sandwiches are political insofar as Tyson is a huge uh, agricultural brand that tortures chickens and pollutes the environment. I want Tyson chicken to practice better industrial practices. I don't care about their position on other topics. I care about how they treat chickens, how healthy those chickens are, how they treat workers. You know, I, there was famously an outbreak of coronavirus because these conditions were so unhealthy for the workers. They weren't giving time off. They're stuffed in closed rooms, really close together, coughing into each other's mouths and chicken production continued. Like, that's not cool. I feel kind of grossed out when I think about buying chicken that was produced like that. That's bad. If you want to signal your virtue, Tyson, tell me that you're giving your workers breaks, that you're giving paid sick leave, that you are loosening your strict codes of production, that your chickens have room to flap their wings before being killed, that the way you kill them feels humane to the average person. These are things relevant to producing chickens. I don't care about your rainbow flag logo. Why should I? And I think it's so silly that it works. I just think it's like really funny that consumers actually say, oh, how nice when I log into Venmo to pay my friend 20 bucks for dinner, it's a rainbow flag this month. And then July 1st, boom, no more rainbow flag. Way to go Venmo and PayPal and Chase Bank. Do you really think that Chase Bank is a virtuous company? These companies are out for profit. They want your money. If they recognize, sadly in this world, in this day and age, that you'll spend money politically because you think that these companies align in your values, you are conned. You are duped by a company that ruthlessly practices probably predatory financing, probably, uh, you know, predatory loans. Um, you know, banking is not a benevolent industry, generally speaking. Uh, I would, I care much more about an APR on a credit card than I do about a rainbow flag on the Chase logo. And this is especially pernicious just walking in major cities like LA or New York. It's sickening to me. 
And like I said, I celebrate even the seedy aspects of gay culture. But to walk around and see rainbow flags on every street, everywhere I look, why? Why? What is the point of this? Do you think anyone in New York City is against you? Do you think there's a big lobby of Christian conservatives in New York City that are fighting to repeal gay marriage or to normalize again the nuclear family even if the man is gay with a woman? Like, no one is fighting for that. You know, like, the, past, the preachers that still advocate for that are about to die. Donald Rumsfeld just died recently. You know, like... These are the kind of people that still uphold these like silly values, you know, Pat Robertson, uh, Jerry Falwell. These guys are dinosaurs. Those guys might even be dead already. I don't know. But like their influence is dying. No one in New York City in the West Village needs this messaging in their face all the time. It's June. Time to make sure that we're showing how virtuous we are. Otherwise, people won't shop here. You're not going to go buy a shirt because the gap isn't signaling their virtue enough. What kind of position have we put companies in where they feel the need to do that? I think it's so funny. Like, consumers, is that what you care about? Care about ethical consumption insofar as that's possible in a capitalist society. Care about wages. Care about manufacturing principles. Care about inflated profit margins. Uh, you know, care about these kind of things care about, you know, alternative energies that ship those shirts made in, you know, Sri Lanka over to the East Coast. Care about how that's done. Care about cargo. You know what I mean? Care about the factories that produce iPhones that are collapsing in, in India. Care about the suicides committed by Chinese workers. You know, like these are things worth caring about. I don't care if Apple has a rainbow apple. Why would I? I mean, the CEO is already openly gay. Who cares? I want him to be smart. <laughs> I want him to run his company as well as Steve Jobs did, you know? Who cares what kind of sex acts he performs? Do we care about that? Like, what positions they're in and stuff? Like, no, I don't want to know this stuff. And it's not because I'm conservative. <laughs> it's because it's irrelevant. I guess if I was having a beer with him, I could get into this topic because it's fun to like, you know, get into provocative topics personally. But I don't need my brands to tell me how cool they are with sodomy. <laughs> it's so silly. You know, and in Black History Month, it's the same. Like, oh, wow, okay, now in your advertisements, everyone is black. That's been an ongoing thing since the summer of 2020. Now every actor and every ad is black. Um... I guess it's a start, I guess, for those that felt they weren't seeing enough black people, which in America I think is probably no one. Um, black people have always been, not always, have very, throughout my life, been well represented in media, if not overrepresented. I have no problem with it, but it's like, I don't need to be lectured to. I resent that, frankly. Don't lecture to me. Entertain me. Give me something of value that I can use, whether it's a product, a service, or a consumable piece of entertainment. Write good stories, direct them well, produce them well, distribute them well, and I will watch, I will consume. 
you know amazon is successful because it gets me what i want it gets it gives me the vast selection that i want and ships them to my door which makes my life easier amazon practices some really bad things in its warehouses you know but it also has raised its own minimum wage without being told by the government to do so oh new york you want to make a 15 dollar minimum wage great we're just going to mandate that right away to all of our workers. That is the minimum wage at Amazon. It's not the minimum wage in America. You know, Amazon does what we want them to do. That's why we shop there. Does it help you when you go onto amazon.com and they have this like gay pride messaging? Who the hell cares? Why do you care about that? I don't, I don't get that logic that you need your businesses to think like you do on these specific topics this month. In February, if you're not celebrating Black Pride or Black History, then you're doing it wrong and I'm not gonna shop there anymore? I mean, what is that? I'm cynical, I, I admit it. Like, I see through this, it's clearly marketing, it's clearly PR, and I just, I can't believe that we all fall for that. Like, oh, it's like, I mean, during Christmas, do you really need those Christmas jingles to be in the ad for the thing you like? Who cares? Like, just sell me the product I want, hopefully at a better cost. That's what I care about, you know, as a consumer. And again, like I said, politics related to consumption. Politics related to consumption. The production, the distribution chains, these matter. These are what we should be caring about as consumers, not how they feel about Israel, not how they feel about the trendy thing of the day. You know, like it does not matter. It does not matter. And I just, I'm baffled. I'm baffled that it works. I'm baffled that so many of my friends care about this. I think a lot of people also like me roll their eyes. Plenty of gay people are willing to admit that they roll their eyes at all this blatant, pandering is what it is and you know in their own friend groups they'll say so maybe they're afraid to say that out loud to all of society because maybe they do think oh maybe there are people that are still bigoted and against gay people maybe i just don't want to say that because i don't want to like you know maybe there's this fear that if we stop celebrating that we'll lose something we'll lose the the gains we've won you know that the fight isn't over I would say more likely the fight needs to be pushed to broader, far off places. You know, McDonald's is not using a rainbow flag in Saudi Arabia. Surprise, surprise. You know, Coca-Cola is not using black people in their ads in China, right? So if you have a pet cause like racism or, you know, uh, LGBT issues, which again is a terrible umbrella for these very disparate causes. Gay men have very little in common with trans people. I know this personally. Trans, there is no trans community. I'm sorry to get back to trans. I know that's not really what I'm meant to be talking about right now. There are women, there are, there are biological females who in their brain identify as men, those people can be attracted to men or women, depending on if they are also homosexual. There are biological males who 
who identify as female and want to perform that permanently. And they don't even have much in common. Maybe they want the right to use the bathroom they choose. That's fine. I think we're solving that no problem because we should also just have private stalls for every toilet. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, this is a very easily solved thing. If we're talking about hormones, that's a very tricky thing um, that the trans community, supposedly, community, is pushing. It has nothing to do with homosexuality. Nothing to do with it, you know? Lesbian... Um, interests have very little overlap with gay male interests. They are, they are as far apart as communities as can be. They have their own bars, their own lifestyles, their own TV shows to watch. Like, gay men want to hang out with gay men, and they hang out with straight people as default because there are so many of us. Gay women hang out with gay women. Like, Frankly, they, <laughs> I don't want to say they despise each other, but like gay men are prejudiced against women. Generally, well, not, I can't, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. But I know, <laughs> guys, I know what you say about women, generally speaking. And same vice versa. Gay women are not the biggest fans of men. So it's just so funny that these are put in the same group. What are you talking about? These aren't even the same, but trans, the trans community is totally different insofar as it's a community, which it's not. I'm not buying it. And the fact that this is all like connected in like queer culture with a flag that isn't even agreed upon. A rainbow flag, Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, uh, green, blue, indigo, violet, is meant to represent gayness, I don't know the history of that. It's pretty random, but it's like, fair enough. And it's controversial as well because, you know, a couple years ago, it wasn't BIPOC enough. So you, like, there was um, the black gay community that wanted to put a black and brown stripe on the gay flag to make specifically black or brown communities that have, are, I mean, look, statistically right now, homophobia is still strongest in minority communities. It is in LA, for instance, Mexican families that are more conservative, more Christian, more judgmental of queer culture. Uh, in New York, Puerto Ricans and Nigerians, you know, like this, these are the communities that are still resistant to homosexuality. There is work to be done there you know, right on, do that work, you know, like, maybe these are the communities that do need to see a McDonald's gay flag, I don't know, presumably, yes, so there's this movement, you know, within activism to add these other colors to the flag, like, changing the history of this flag to make your minority point, and I say minority statistically, you know, like, your, um, your point that is statistically, what's the word, I want to say insignificant, mathematically speaking. Um, it's not insignificant. It's a, it's a legitimate minority within the gay community. But this is a funny controversy to me because the left is always doing this. Left eats its own, you know? So it's like, we're both in the gay community, but you're white, so I'm going to pick a fight about that, you know? I'm still subjugated, you know? Maybe that, that's true. Like, within, their, within the black community, there is more... 
resistance still to accepting homosexuality. And then the trans flag is this whole other thing. It's a white stripe in the middle, and then above that, a pink and baby blue stripe on, in either direction. And now this is a flag that's inserted into the gay flag. Like, oh, the gay flag isn't representing us enough as trans people. Like, yeah, no kidding, because you guys are different groups. And identity politics is like this. Good luck. Good luck unifying everything with identity politics. It's, it's impossible because the very nature of identity politics is to fragment everyone constantly, even within a person. What are you? Are you gay or are you black? You know, are you trans or are you uh, rich? You know, like you are so many things. I'm so many things. I'm even multiple races. I can't just pick a thing and be like, oh, that's my tribe. That's what I'm going to be. I need a flag for that group. I saw online a joke like um, California raised the rainbow flag for the first time on its state capitol in Sacramento. And there was some controversy about it, you know, like they didn't maybe raise the right color, the right stripe variation, you know, different groups felt different ways about it. And someone made the comment, yeah, wow, people are so different. It's too bad. If only we had one flag that represented all of us at once. <laughs> and of course, in states and countries, we do have that. You know, the American flag stands for every American. So I think it's kind of funny. Um, people, wanna, people want to divide. People want to be tribal. And I find that really problematic, frankly. I find it to be a huge problem. And I just think that the virtue signaling of woke capitalism and these businesses that practice it are simply declaring themselves as leftists, declaring themselves as a tribe. We want the money from this tribe. And they're not consistent. They choose the markets they'll do that in. A McDonald's in a small town probably isn't doing that the way a, small, a McDonald's in New York City is doing that. You know, so I'm, I'm very judgmental uh, and cynical. I just think that this is silly, that as consumers, we're, our priorities are out of whack. I think politics is, has become too big of a thing. It's too popular. Everyone has to be political about everything. And it's a waste of time. It's silly. Be political in your specific ways. Pick your battles properly identify the things you really care about in the world and hold hold the groups and people to task that need to be held accountable for that if you care about gay rights you should be focusing on perhaps eastern europe and russia the middle east islam as a religion you know like these are the things that really need uh to progress with the rest of Western America. Now, of course, I do say that admitting my Western colonial instincts, I want the world to also progress. I am not a cultural relativist. I don't think in any world it's okay to stone gay people. I'm sorry if that sounds backward. I don't forgive Islamic cultures for doing that. I am against it. And I am okay with saying that. That might make me 
conceptually imperialist. That's fine. I have my values. I want gay people to be accepted in societies because their sexuality has nothing to do with functioning in a society. Full stop, case closed. And the fact that corporations are profiting off that idea to the preaching to the choir is laughable. Go preach it to Saudi Arabia. Hey guys, if you want to keep eating these hamburgers, you better start getting on board with gay rights. That would be interesting. That would be bold. I would celebrate that. That's not what's happening. All right, I've made my point. Let's not be tribal. Let's not be conned by corporations feigning similar interests as us. It's obvious when a corporation shares your interest because you want to buy their product. That's, <laughs> that's when it works, you know? Like, give me a good product that I like. Get, give me some design sensibilities. Make it minimalist. Make it clean-lined. You know, sell it to me in a friendly way. Don't try too hard, you know, in a store when I walk in. Don't berate me with friendliness like it's fake. You know, let me window shop at my pace. Offer support when I'm ready for it. Don't ignore me. Like, these are what make me want to shop there. Not your flag on the outside of your door. All right. Okay, cool. I hope that was interesting. I hope that you had fun listening to that. I don't know how you feel, but I would be curious to hear how you feel. Let me know. Reach out to me any way you want. I'm, uh, I'm around. I'm on Patreon, and I would love your support. Key thinking. Look that up. Patreon.com slash key thinking. That's the name of this podcast. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Keith thinking. That's my name. And on Instagram, I'm at Keith pictures. That's where I spend most of my time because I love consuming images more than anything else. And, uh, I've kind of given up on clubhouse. Um, you can also write me an email if you want. Keith Telfian at gmail.com. Um, yeah, let's keep this going. Keep the dialogue going. Uh, I guess that's it. Until next time. Ciao.